You can now hear Movie Heaven, Movie Hell on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Listen anytime, anywhere. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. You can also create your own custom playlists. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad, and in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and it's on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. You can stream your favorite podcasts from Stitcher. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the app store. And please leave us a review and rating on Stitcher. Thank you. Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing movies and related entertainment. And for this bonus episode, we're pleased to be joined by uh, two of our recurring guests. We have filmmaker, writers, uh, Clive Ashenden and Graham Williams on the phone, uh, on the phone, on the (laughs) Skype with us even. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hello. 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 How are you doing? <laughs> thank. Why? Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm very well. Thanks. Uh, very pleased to be asked to assemble for this uh, special <laughs> podcast. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, you know, the time is here. We 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 often talk about uh, in our genre movies on this stuff. We we've we've often talked about superhero movies. We've had a episode specifically about the X Men film series. Um, but, uh, although the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets mentioned quite often, we haven't had a specific episode on that. So we thought as most of the MCU has been leading to the event movie that we've just had, which is Infinity War, um, we would do a podcast on that there's quite a bit to dig into so this may well be the first of a series of podcasts possibly (laughs) but um yes avengers infinity war uh we've all seen it um and i'm guessing we all liked it Um, am i right yes 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 very much so Oh, well, podcast over then. That's it. <laughs> it was movie heaven, folks. We loved it. <laughs> Bye. No. I, I do have topic of focus uh, for um, discussion. I could throw some uh, spanners in the works if you really want me to. Uh. Let's do it. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he, here's the thing. Obviously, um, you know, this very much an event movie, very much a sort of feat in cinema history in some respects because we are talking uh this is the 19th with the 20th film just uh about to come out in a 10-year period um all connected together uh all somewhat coherent and um you know bearing in mind that this this film alone had something in the region of 35 main characters um it's it's uh quite an impressive you know, impressive bit of film producing all round. But 
the MCU, I've come to very much from the the movies themselves. Uh, that's always been my sort of entry point into into all of these um, types of story. But what about, I know you guys are quite uh, aficionados of the source material, of the actual comic books themselves. And I wondered, um, you know, have you guys read the source material that this film was loosely based on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question. Um, yeah, um, so um, aptly, um, Clive actually uh, last Christmas bought me uh, Infinity Gauntlet. It was actually Infinity War. Uh, it was a collected uh, six comics uh, in one uh, graphic novel, graphic book. Um, so I read that and then went back and read uh, Infinity Gauntlet uh, in January then. So I knew of um, this this piece. I knew of Thanos beforehand anyway. And uh, actually uh, found a copy um, this week and went back to it and then found another copy of uh, Infinity Gauntlet as well. I went through so I could at least me- measure them up against the film as well. So um, I'd say that uh, as a quick... Re- review or at least critique that uh, Infinity Gauntlet which the movie is well it takes parts from uh, was the most enjoyable and for me coherent of the two Infinity War uh, it's just just my taste really was a bit too a bit too fantastical um, but, uh, it wasn't just um, Thanos because uh, there's a I'm not going to spoil it but the story involves uh, you know a twist uh, to, to Thanos's uh, relationship and, and involvement uh, in in the war as well, but yeah, that that was uh, I, I like my uh, superheroes uh, to be as believable as possible and as close to reality, even though you know <laughs> they're not really they, they got superpowers. But yeah, it was it was it was a bit too much there. But it was good to go back, good to um, you know scan through uh, and again just um, measure up against uh, the movie. And I, I'll be honest. Um, and, and you know this may you know crash the internet potentially, and uh, you know have memes etc made of me. But no, I enjoyed the movie more than I did the source material. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, because because um, from my understanding of it, I've not read the the comic books, but I from my understanding that uh, Thanos sets out to get the Infinity Gauntlet because uh, he wants to court death, which. Uh, in the Marvel Universe is an actual character that we've been introduced to in the Marvel Cinematic Universe through Thor Ragnarok. And also was kind of hinted at at the end of Avengers Assemble when we had one of the two cutscenes where we, we see Thanos turn to camera and one of his acolytes say uh, to face the humans would be to court death. And he has that big smile on his face. And it's kind of interesting to think that they it looked like that was the way they were going to go, that why Thanos was doing all of, you know, trying to find the Infinity Stones was so that he would, you know, get the attention of uh, Kate Blanchett's character, Death. And it would make sense that she makes an appearance in For Ragnarok, that then suddenly he would start going after these stones uh, with Ernest. 
But then the film, spoilers, uh, changes that completely. And it's more about uh, his ideology, the fact that he believes that, um, you know, protect the universe, that half of it has to die. No, and 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 I know you said spoiler there. I mean, I think it's fair to say for anyone listening, we are absolutely going to go into spoiler territory yes. on the uh, on the film of this. Um, so you know, if you've got this far listening and you haven't seen Infinity War yet, um, you know, go see it and then tune in because, uh, yeah, um, you know, we we really want to sort of dig into this whole thing and. Mm. Uh, will indeed involve spoilers. So there's your two-minute spoiler warning. But, but, but in, in saying that, um, from what I've seen of the uh, box office take, though, um, isn't it true there's, there's only, like, maybe five people on the planet who haven't seen uh, the movie already? <laughs> yeah, but those five people right. listen to our podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one of them is, Absolutely. <laughs> it's like a hand, hand up saying, me, me, me. Um, yeah, so, and she will be listening to, to the podcast in full rather than just my, my voice uh, right now. Um, but, um, yeah, just, just on um, Simon's point there about, about courting um, Lady Death, um, I take it a step further, and I think you've been polite there. He really wanted a bunker, I think. And, yeah, so it was um, interesting that actually in the movie what they've gone for is Thanos's ideology over, um, you know, uh, the stirrings in his pants, <laughs> and I think that's actually uh, a lot, lot more of a modern take, and a bit of a, a serious and uh, maybe adult uh, take on things, especially with um, how uh, very many of the nefarious uh, peoples of the world um, have been, uh, you know, trying to disrupt or attack, etc. Um, you know, the, the uh, Western civilizations, and seeing that, especially uh, with this movie's ending as well and the way that was handled it really did um you know send my uh, mind anyway to you know all the attacks and everything that have been happening so to actually concentrate on ideology over i don't know base instincts or whatever i think was actually um better and and worked for this particular um particular film and a particular age too now graham can i just ask did Thanos and the comic books have the same ideology, or, or is this just the f- uh, film version? Film version of ideology, the the actual um, end, well, no, the, one of the end goals of, of Thanos to um, uh, was it uh, kill half the universe isn't his in the comics. It's actually Lady Death. She's the one. It's her ideology that is you know there is an imbalance and half, and the universe is um, too full. Yeah, okay. And he then to try and, well, to bunker and everything, he then, and in the, he he, go, he goes and gets the Infinity Zones, but in the comics, sorry, the, if you go on to Infinity Gauntlet, he already has the stones, so therefore you have to read other comics where he goes around collecting them, yeah? So my entry point of war then going backwards to Gauntlet. So I pretty much read the comics almost in reverse order or, or at least reverse chronology. Yeah. So therefore you don't see them don't see them in the two main and most famous um, Thanos and uh, you know Infinity Stones, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War um, comics then you see. So two things there, yeah. It's actually um, Lady Death's um, ideology, but he in going into Infinity Gauntlet 
uh, kills half the universe straight away, and then it's the remainder of the Avengers, etc., who then battle it out uh, against Thanos. All oh, right. So in the film version, he's less of a horny bastard, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a nutshell, yes. Okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, you, you know, this this is one of the things. I mean, one 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 of the things that really works well in this film is, um, you know, we we do have a a good strong villain character in, in so much as you, you know this this film he had some sort of depth and complexity to his character rather than just being you know uh, a moustache twirling villain and um you, you you know some of the films not all of them but some of the marvel films have actually been criticized um you, you know for not necessarily having great villains i mean it's certainly the latter films have had very good villains but um you you, you know uh I th- I think they they certainly delivered here after sort of hinting at this and setting this up for 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 several films and and you know it's it's obviously the year of Josh Brolin this year yes um, but uh, you, you you know to have to to have him in this film and uh, you, you know the film really be about Thanos and not necessarily about the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy yes they're in it but um you you know it's 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 uh, it's quite good that there were those levels. And I, I went to see the film a second time uh, this week and I really sort of appreciated that even more so because I think the first time I saw it, I was so sort of blown away by everything and shocked and, you know, visually stunned and all of that stuff that, um, you know, it kind of took a, a second watch really just to sort of... Um, you know delve into the, the the psychology going on behind all the visuals and um yeah you know I, good good job here i think uh, i think it really works and um you know i i've said it before i really like these russo brothers as as directors and i thought my my fear going into this was i'd really liked the previous films they they'd done the uh captain america winter soldier and civil war i thought those were both excellent films uh in in the mcu and i was somewhat worried about how they were going to sort of um balance the, the 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 different tones of the marvel films because obviously you know thor ragnarok and guardians of the galaxy uh you know they're space bound films um have a much different sort of tone than um than, than the previous stuff they had done, you know, the Earthbound stuff. And I thought one of the things that they did absolutely fantastically in this film was they, they totally, they and their team and the writers and all this, they totally got that balance um, done really well. And the film was really well edited as well to make that work and, and to make the the action sequences remain interesting because you were jumping around between these different points, but at the same time, still being very easy and coherent to follow. Um, I mean, do you guys concur with that, or or is it just me? I think splitting them up into their different adventures, actually, uh, it helps a lot. So it wasn't a case of them just all being together in the one place, and then people then sort of certain characters shining over others everybody got their moment in this film and uh that balance was really well done but um i also 
what I kind of liked as well is that this film, Thanos is the hero. Yeah. If you think about it, he goes through the hero's journey, <laughs> you know, uh, and he wins. Sorry, which did warn you, spoilers. Um, he does win at the end. And, you know, he's the one who's at peace. And um, as as a villain, it's like, um, it's really well done. It is really well done. I mean, usually the, the best villains are those who believe that what they're doing is right. But not normally do they win. And it is a crowded universe, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so, Clive, you're, you're being pretty quiet here so far. Um, have you got anything you want to add at the moment? Yeah, well, I would add that uh, the Russo brothers have form when it comes to this this kind of ending and this kind of villain in that uh, I would argue that the uh, the villain in civil in, in uh, Captain America Civil War thought that he was doing things for the right reasons and he won at the end. He might have been, uh, you know, ended up in prison, but he achieved his aims. So, so you could say that's almost a dry run for this. I mean, in th- that had more like uh, interpersonal sort of fallout uh, rather than rather than deaths. Deaths, although we did see War Machine become, uh, you know, get uh, uh, get hurt. Mm. But then, you know, um, but then beginning of this film, they hit the reset button. There are quite a few reset buttons in this film. They're all kind of, uh, you know, Thor gets a new eye. So things that they sort of have happened in previous films. I, I think if you're, a, if you're a particular fan of certain Marvel Cinematic Universe films and you have a favourite, then you, you might be a little bit peeved that basically everything that happened in, your, in the film you love has just been undone. You know, like a good example would be Thor Ragnarok. So Thor, you know, Thor, despite all the kind of comic tone, Thor suffers quite a bit in that film. And for nothing, basically, because he just gets completely, uh, uh, you know, mashed in in the opening scene. And, uh, you know, his brother is killed in front of him. Heimdall is killed, you know, uh, it's, All his people are killed. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's it's it, it looks as though he's pretty much the only survivor, right? Uh, yeah. But we don't know. I mean, there are certain people from uh, Thor Ragnarok we don't see die, so potentially they're on another ship or they're on a sort of scouting mission or something. So, you know, the likes of Valkyrie and Korg could come back, mm. maybe. Yes. Um, and yeah. and you could say, well, if, if uh, Thanos is doing his thing, then he should only kill half the Asgardians, right? Uh, he, he just seemed mm. to be pretty much intent on just killing them all and uh, and getting this, you know, getting the stone off Loki. But um, yeah, so it, it does. It is very much kind of like ah, everything you went through in the last film was for nothing. Um, yeah. So there, so so there's there's that. Uh, I mean, they don't break all the toys in the in the Black Panther box, but they, but you know, they, you know, it certainly appears like they're going to. Um, and then, 
and then of course we've got the ending and what which we will go into i'm sure because <laughs> mm. how can we not talk about the ending but um yeah and how much of that actually is going to stick given that they've announced future films with characters who no longer exist um <laughs> so that you one would think that would be difficult uh but you, you know uh, but then if you're at all familiar with comic book storytelling, then, you know, you'll know that, well, or even with just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, you'll know that characters who have appeared to be dead before have uh, come back to life or have been not quite as dead as we thought they might yeah. be. So that's, I was going to say, that's been one of those sort of uh, sci-fi stroke comic book tropes, which... Um, which you know in some respects has been a tad annoying with this is the fact that um you know we've we've had characters like um you, you, you know Phil Coulson who was obviously created specifically for the Marvel Cinematic Universe um you know with the Iron Man films and uh, um you know became a a really sort of beloved character that we liked and and obviously in the first Avengers, uh, when he dies, that that was obviously quite a, a moving, <laughs> a moving scene. And um, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad for the actor that he's kind of got his own spin-off series because of it. But you, you, you know, it did somewhat take away from um, from, from from the Avengers because of that. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think when I'm watching all this stuff is, you know, watching this as an adult and a fanboy and a, you know, a filmmaker and everything, you kind of, you kind of know, oh, well, you know, half of these characters are, are, are going to come back, right? But I can only imagine what it must be like. In fact, you know, I almost wish I could experience that as a, as like a, a kid, watching this now you know being like when we were kids watching you know superman the movie and batman and stuff like that a kid watching this now and you know seeing spider-man or whatever die must you know and and not knowing what's going to happen you must leave the cinema in bits you know it's like <laughs> well i don't know about you guys but there was a lot of crying going on at the at the end of uh, the screening i went to this is I didn't not cry <laughs> I was going to say that there was a lot of, uh, you know, young children there who, you know, were absolutely torn up. I mean, the audience were, you know, there was some sort of shouts of what? And, oh, you know, there were some unhappy people at the end of this film. I mean, it's, it's weird to have such a big summer blockbuster that it's a bit of a downer. Oh, it's a total downer. Yeah, I mean, it's ex it's exhausting. <laughs> Hasn't happened in years. Um, apart from um, Empire Strikes Back, I can't. Can you guys remember um, a large or even an event movie that um, did have such a, a downer as uh, a Well, I tell you what. For 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 me, it wasn't so much a, a movie. But, you know, I'm thinking back to my childhood and, uh, you, you know, the end of this to me was like the end of Blake Seven. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, my shit. God. You know, it's like, um, uh, you, you, you know, because 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 obviously Empire. Yes. You know, 
Han gets frozen and taken off to Jabba the Hutt and um, you, you, you know and it is you, you know it, it seems that the uh, the rebellion lost that particular war or you know mini battle or whatever but um, you, you, you know it does still end with some hope you know yes, uh, Lando yeah. and Chewie going off to rescue him and uh, you, you know Luke getting his, his new hand and all this sort of stuff you know and, and all this but whereas this is like um, you, you know incredibly bleak and uh as as i said you know unfortunately the the uh you, you know we're at the generation where we kind of you know you, we kind of know that there's there's more films to come like clive said they've already announced uh, black panther 2 and and another spider-man movie or whatever so we, we you know we know some of them are, are going to be fine but um but yeah i mean i i can only imagine you know uh what the sort of eight-year-old me if if i saw this would 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 be you know i probably wouldn't be able to sleep for a week you know (laughs) tell you what i couldn't i i had trouble sleeping the night after i saw it i was you you can tell they they've gone for something that's totally you know pg-13 12a friendly but bloody hell that is was very effective very effective and i have seen a lot of stuff on the internet now where uh, people have taken that scenario and put it into everyday life the worst one i saw which hit me hard was um a a a guy walks into a hospital and his uh wife has just given birth and both the husband and the and the the child disappear leaving the mother alone i was just like (laughs) Yeah, and no doubt that was happening somewhere in this yeah, fiction. Yeah, you know. So, well, let's not. Let's, we're, yeah. we're beating around the bush here. Let's. We, we're we're talking about. It. Let's let's talk about it properly. You know, what happens is that everybody turns to. You know, half the population, the whole universe turns to dust, including half of the our heroes, people that you know, we've sort of seen go through. You know, many films to get to this point. And then they're just, they're gone. And it's it was just really, it was heartbreaking. It was. And um, there was also um, some of the bigger names um, that, 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 that were shocking to us who were a bit more maybe desensitised. Hmm. Uh, you know, the likes of, you know, Spider-Man, Star-Lord and uh, Black Panther go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was also um, the manner in which it was done. What I can remember... Um, other film is that there's no music. There isn't silence though. I, I seem to remember it was almost like some thun- noise of thunder or, or what sounded like it. So it was actually almost maybe um, it sounds as if there's uh, explosions in the distance or what have you. But yeah, it, it, it was effectively done with music. I think it really would have mm. um, dulled the impact or, or maybe sensationalized it. But uh, but it also is the um, the shocked reactions of the other characters. I, I seem to remember um, Steve Rogers, Captain America, just dropping and, and mm. uh, be literally looking off into into onto nothing, and somebody asking him a question he didn't answer. Uh, and him being utterly shocked now if this is a man who'd been through wars and battles and his own strife and then to have that happen and the realization of it i think i think that um was very well done and again yeah it affected me i i did sleep 
nicely <laughs> well these days in my old age. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously not to take anything away from, from your emotional state, uh, Simon. Oh, but no, no, I, I was um, the next couple of days after that and last weekend, to be fair, when um, I was chatting a bit more uh, about uh, the movie and say, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And the next sentence or the next topic was, but what about that ending? And yeah, I, I too have seen a lot on online about it as well. I think that's something that, um, you know, we've given a uh, spoiler alert here, but I think mm. a lot of the internet really does know that there that this movie does not end on a high. Yeah. And the other thing as well is, uh, yes, we do know there's a, we've got another film coming. We've got another Avengers film and there's other, as you say, you know, Black Panther 2, another Spider-Man film. Thanos uh, will return as they put on the, uh, <laughs> at the very end, which I liked. Yes. Uh, but the thing is, and I'm, I think you, you can back me up this on this, Graham, that um, a lot of the characters that come back are not the same. That... Um, a lot of them have like amalgamated or have changed in certain ways. So, in the comic book, so I, I wonder if they are going to do a similar thing. In the films, I mean, this is their chance to reboot a lot mm. of characters because we know that um, Robert Downey Jr. You know he's he doesn't want you know he's he's getting of an age now where this is getting tougher and tougher for him to do there's a theory and you've you've just planted it in my head thanks Simon mm -hmm. is that um, with um, Disney now owning the universe I yeah. mean sorry um, the universe of Marvel <laughs> um, characters and real life yeah <laughs> it's, go it's going there boys it's going there no um, is that on the reboot because they own that they can potentially start bringing in uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four. Oh, please bring Deadpool in. Please be, bring Deadpool in. Um, but yeah, you could actually, they, they, they could do that. You're right. And um, I can't remember that so much of the, but in the comics, you had the entire Marvel um, character list. So um, you had the Fantastic Four, um, X-Men, and all the other characters who uh, may or may not have had their own um, comics um, as well so yeah the, um, half of them went and half of them were shown and many of those who did survive were, were involved as well which we obviously didn't have in the in the film there Simon so yeah there, there could be a potential to actually start bringing in the rest of the uh, Disney property uh, into the MCU now and I'm, I'm really excited about that uh, personally I'm not sure about you guys no, I mean, absolutely. Now they've acquired Fox. Um, yes, indeed, we can. I mean, it, it, it's sort of uncertain still where they're going with the uh, the X-Men franchise at the moment, because obviously um, there is another movie due out with that. And, uh, you know, we've got various spin-off TV shows and obviously the Deadpool film. And, and stuff like that. But um, and then, of course, you, you, you know, there's there's the whole <laughs> Uh, Fantastic Four thing as well, which um, we, we, which could which could come into the mix as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's certainly. I mean, I thought the actors in this were because uh, because you know essentially every shot in this was a visual effects shot in some way or form, and um, you, you know that didn't take away from you know the sort of quality of performances and. 
you, you know, I thought that they they all worked really well in this together. I mean, the script was really tight, and um, you, you, you know, those performances came across. I mean, you know, there were there were lots of things that made me smile in this film, uh, despite all the darkness to it. Um, you know, I was pleased that 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 not once but twice. Um, we had Spider Sense, which, uh, you know, was one of my very, very minor nitpicks about the otherwise wonderful Spider-Man Homecoming film. You know, um, you, you know, it was good to see uh, that, that, that Peter was using his Spider Sense and that was that that was working properly. Um, and also the thing I was worried about when I'd seen various images and trailers was um, I was a bit. I didn't really want Spider-Man's costume to change uh, from Homecoming. And the way that they actually introduced it into the story made total sense, you know, that with him coming out of the atmosphere and needing it to survive and all that sort of stuff. So again, you, you know, they were working those sort of things in, not just for the sake of it, like some crappy movie like Batman and Robin and whatever, where they changed clothes for no reason, um, other than sell action figures. But, you know, in, in this case, it had actually a, a, a proper plot and story point and and work really well um and and you know there was some there were some real goosebump moments in this as well um a couple that spring to mind for me was when um captain america and the avengers first turn up in in glasgow and uh also when thor rocket and groot come back that wasn't glasgow that was edinburgh Oh Edinburgh! Oh, wherever, wherever they were in Scotland. Um, Definitely uh, Scotland, because it, it yeah, says yeah. Scotland, and there's yeah. even um, um, a sticker in one of the. Um, I, I laughed. At, oh, about the deep we can fry deep fry your kebab. kebab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, when they turned out, I mean, that th those were real go goosebump moments, and uh, a lot of that, you know, have to always give credit to. I, I love Alan Silvestri's um wonderful avengers score that he has on these films and um you, you you know those those were really great images and you know musical cues and moments in the film you know uh when when as i said that that part with the avengers and and the part where uh, thor comes back with um with rabbit <laughs> the rabbit and uh and Groot and I thought you know all those sort of moments work really well um you know and then of course we get all the wonderful darkness as well which 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 was great you know <laughs> well what moments stood out for for you Clive and Graham uh well for me it's interesting I mean it is very much a film of moments isn't it mm. it, it because it, it's kind of if you break down exactly what happens in the in the film it almost feels quite slight that you know you've thanos goes around he collects the stones and there's various little side quests with with our various heroes who get broken up and reassembled into different uh different teams at different points and and, and there's a lot of really memorable sort of quips and fun stuff but really what you remember is the is the ending so yeah it, it's and, it, and it's that thing of just how how well does it stand as a as a movie on its own which is a question i've seen sort of bandied around a lot in a negative way by a lot of mainstream critics who are like well uh, you know it, you know this is it's sort of using it as a stick to beat it with 
but then it's clearly like part one of two. Mm. So as to whether everyone who's watching the film is going in knowing that, I don't think they are. And I think that's why, I mean, the first time I saw it, there was some sort of audible reaction to the ending. I mean, partly that's kind of, or the kind of audacity of it, you know, of going that down, but also the sort of like, oh, this is a bit of a swizz, you know, we're not, get, you know, this isn't how, it, this isn't everything, this isn't the, the, the full ending, you know. Can I just say, you know what, what it was is because there was no cliffhanger. There was there was no cliffhanger at the end. It was uh, it was a complete film from beginning to end. There wasn't anything at the end to say, oh well, don't worry, folks. You know, there wasn't like a like a serial film with the truck heading towards the cliff. They they took the truck and they drove it off the cliff, and then we saw it crash into the ravine, and then they went, that's the end, folks. <laughs> Well, I, I I would argue that there are there are some threads that there are some sort of tiny cliffhangers, but it's like you they're like crumbs. You have to look for them. Mm. You know, yeah. there's the whole bit about Doctor Strange's last words to Tony Stark oh, before, yes. he, uh, before he he goes away. Mm-hmm. The kind of I'm sorry, it was the only way. way. Yeah, and, and we know that that he's he's looked at so many million different outcomes when he had the time stone. And there was one in which they 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 eventually succeeded. So, and apparently it was the version where he gives Thanos the stone. Yes. And and Tony survives, and it was somehow important that Tony survived. Mm. Um, but so th- there is that sort of small gram of hope, and then in the end, uh, in the end, sort of uh, scene. Right at the very end of the credits, uh, we get this sort of little tease for Captain Marvel has been sent a page. Yes. Yeah, a 1990s page, yeah. which uh, is apt to. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously there's the fact that, uh, that Ant-Man, Wasp and Hawkeye aren't in this movie. And of course, the fact that, that you know, the fact that Hawkeye uh, is, is, is still out there gives me hope. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but, you know. <laughs> Because uh, you know, I, I I think I think Clint can save the day. <laughs> well, I mean, the Avengers yeah. were left at the end, weren't they? The key members of the original Avengers were were you know in the half that didn't disintegrate. So um, you know, we we've we've still got the Avengers you know ready to save the day in the next film, I guess. But mm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly interesting the way they done it. I mean, I don't think the you know people ask does this sort of i've I've had people ask does this sort of work as a as a, as a standalone film and um you know that, that that i've heard different arguments as to whether it does or doesn't i mean personally i think you'll get a lot more out of this film if you're familiar with the previous installments than you will going into it cold even though they do a really good scene with Doctor Strange and uh, Tony Stark at the beginning, which kind of brings everybody up to speed on the Infinity Stones and, and you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, by the same by the same token, I would I would think that, uh, you know, someone walking into this without having seen at least the other Avengers films and, you know, one could argue uh you know civil war and ragnarok and black panther as well you know before going into this would would probably have um you know you, you know not get everything and not see uh 
you know, not understand every single point of it. Um, well, you know. uh, Keith, I can speak to this because I saw uh, I saw the movie with someone who'd only seen one of the previous movies. Okay. So I, I the first uh, the first time I the first time I watched Infinity War, I watched it with my girlfriend Tara, and the only previous Marvel film she'd seen was uh, Black Panther. Right. So no doubt you had to do a lot of explaining afterwards, right? No, there were a couple of questions she had, but basically she she was able to follow it, and I, I, I've heard this a lot as well. And you, but what I think it is is actually uh, I think Simon's right in terms of like you get enough sort of info dumps, so you know who the bad guy is, you know who the good guys are. What you don't have is the emotional investment. Yes. So. Was I was the first time I uh, the first time I, uh, I saw that ending I felt it like a hammer blow. Mm-hmm. Huh, no, no pun intended. Hey, yes. Whereas Tara didn't have that, you know. And I, I think the only the only sort of moments in there which kind of work just on their own are the sort of are the Thanos Gamora uh, death moment because because uh, that's that's kind of almost set up within the film as like a little mini arc isn't it mm, yes yeah uh, so 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 i don't so i don't think you need to have seen guardians to know uh, about that because you kind of get filled in on on the on the on the essentials mm, so yeah. yeah this is true you get a backstory and whatever um and well again this is this is a hats off to the the writers and the producers and the um and the directors here because um you, you know the fact that somebody can walk into it and 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 you know find it a sort of coherent storyline etc um you know you know says a lot there um but by the same merit you know the comment about having been invested in these characters you, you know i think that's that that statement there sums up the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, in a nutshell, really, um, as opposed to other cinematic universes that are trying to compete with this and, you know, haven't haven't had us have the time investment in those ensemble of characters to, to, to you know, have that much of an emotional connection. And, um, you know, this is something that, uh, that, that, that Marvel stroke Disney stroke, you know kevin feige and his team have done incredibly well with these films i mean you know this really is a cinematic feat i think to have you know in a a decade to have produced 20 you know blockbuster movies that 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 all kind of work on their own but at the same time link with each other i mean you know it's incredible I mean, okay, other other films and and TV shows have kind of done this thing as well, but um, I don't think to this scale have we had anything before, and uh, you know, it's 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 amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, from from Iron Man, you know, opening the door to this, you know, to that the the little sort of uh, after credit sequence where you know you get Nick Fury saying, you know trying to he wants to put the avengers together and you know it it's gone you know 10 years from there to to this it is you know it it fulfills that promise we got yeah and they could they could have i mean i mean some of the films that they've made along the way some have been better than others but um 
you know, it's it's great that it just, but it all sort of accumul- accumulates to this to this film and the next film. Though uh, I don't know about you guys, but I find it a little tad weird that we're getting uh, Ant Man and Wasp, you know, in a couple of months' time after everything that's happened in Infinity War. I I really think they should have left that one. They should have shown that one first before this because it's really weird to think everything that's happened and then we get this film that takes place well doesn't take place after it comes out afterwards which probably has nothing to do with it or maybe it does that'd be a nice twist to it mm-hmm. but I doubt it because that's not the, the, the tone that the Ant-Man films go for yeah look, I guess uh, proofs of the pudding well mm. we'll see you never know it, it may be six months it may open up with six months earlier or it may open differently or, or what we've seen of the tr- original trailer mm. could actually be just the the fun best bits you know, not to spot not to spoil the fact that you know or, or this ending uh, of the avengers i don't know I, i'm it, it, yeah it looks fun and everything I, it, it, I will be wary going in to watch it but then again i'm hopeful as well that they, they they'll either uh, deal with the aftermath of this, or um, stick it earlier. Yeah, um, I, well, I, I can't. I can't see them uh, really having a bum note there. But hmm. um, I've been wrong in the past. I, I'm sure it'll tie in somehow. I, I am sure. You know, these guys. You know, one one thing Marvel have done really well with all this stuff is is the you know having it sort of tie in, and they you know they've messed around with with you know events going on simultaneously across different films even though we watch them you know concurrent uh, you, you know one after the other they, they have things that have sort of taken place whilst another film's events are taking place and stuff like that and it's all gelled together pretty well in their timeline so um you know i i'm pretty certain it'll get referenced somehow i mean i mean it's re- really weird when you sort of look at the journey of marvel with all this stuff because obviously the first the first few films were dealing with sort of science and technology yeah um but you know very much based in our reality um you you know to sort of coin what you were saying at the beginning graham about liking even though we're dealing with superpowers and stuff you know dealing with it within a sort of believable um, world, believable universe, but it is amazing that we've, you know, we've 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 kind of branched out to, you know, not only outer space and aliens, but um, you know, other realms and and magic and you know all of these other things, and no doubt, you know, as everything's set up now with the time stone and stuff, you know, the the the, the next films are going to deal with time travel as well. So um, it really is throwing all of the. Uh, all of the various sci-fi elements uh, into the mix, but but you know, doing it in a you know, I think they've handled it well. As I said, my fear about Avengers: Infinity War before seeing it was how they were going to sort of deal with all the different styles and tones and 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 plot threads that they'd set up, and and they do do an excellent job in this. It really does work beautifully. So you know, why do you say it's going to be time travel? I'm curious. The, the Infinity well, Stones. The Infinity Stones. Not only does it deal with time, but it also deals with reality, and it also deals with space. Um, so, 
It, it, not well, necessarily. Captain Marvel's in the nineties, isn't it? That's been sort of um, been yes, sort of, apparently um, so. Yeah. Confirmed yeah. between sort of. I mean, you know, that's just reading between the lines with the whole sort of pager message thing at the end. But um, but yeah, I mean, it it, it might well be an alternate reality then, or, or something instead maybe but i i don't know i f- i feel like time travel might come into it now possibly yeah, but can sure. i just say that you know because thanos may just clicked his fingers and half the uh universe's population disappeared but what's not to say that if you were able to get the gauntlet and you clicked your fingers again that they would come back no what what it needs is for superman to spin the world around on its axis oh <laughs> no shit, he wrong, would have to spin movie. the whole he would have to spin the whole <laughs> bloody universe he would yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> it may take that's, some uh, time yeah yeah uh, absolutely but no i mean who who knows i mean this yeah. this is kind of what excites me about it all is is you, you, you know the the not knowing where they're going to go with it uh because even though you know we've talked about the fact that you know we know these characters are, are going to come back somehow and they're not all going to some of them are going to die but maybe not all of them are going to stay dead and all this sort of thing right but by the same merit um you you, you know they they're, they're, they're taking their own path even though they take plot points and and splash page images and etc from the actual source material you know they're very much doing their own thing with these and you know that's that's really exciting because you know no idea where it's going um and really enjoying the journey and 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 that's what it's all about right yeah well definitely any thoughts clive on which on which bit oh any of it any of it i mean where where do you think it's going have you got any theories oh everyone has theories surely well any any that you want out there in the public domain (laughs) well i I guess it sort of i mean what's nice is that it is it's difficult to see how they can fix it at the moment but you know we have this character captain marvel who is quite a powerful character in the comics as i understand it so we don't really know what she's capable of. Uh, not that she could just go and sort of, uh, you know, punch Thanos and then that would be over or anything like that. But um, so the question is just how she's involved in sort of the sort of cosmic, I guess, law and uh, yeah. So I think that's an unknown. I think also unknown is what state is the Infinity Gauntlet in after uh, Thanos has clicked his fingers? Because it, it looks in a bad way. Has he essentially like mm. used up all the power in the stones? Are the stones still functioning, but the gauntlet itself is is broken and, and he'd need... And if you wanted to reuse them, you'd have to sort of either take the stones out individually or, or fashion a new gauntlet. Um I mean, it's like when we see him at the end sort of looking at his sunset on this planet, which we don't know where that is. I mean, is he just sort of willed himself there? Is he just used the space stone just to move uh, move there? It's, it's, all, it's a little bit vague, you know, in the same way that when uh, when he has the scene with uh, young Gamora, which appears to be taking place inside the soul stone, so there's the question of, you know, the people, half the people have vanished. Have they just been sort of banished to a 
have they literally been erased from existence or have they been essentially sort of teleported into a pocket dimension? Mm-hmm. Are they now all exist and are they now, are their souls or sort of now inside the soul stone in some form or another? Um, in which case, potentially we could be seeing some of those, you know, vanished characters play play more of a part than we thought in this, in, in sort of Avengers four. But but it, it's but my gut feeling is that the Avengers four is going to be more of a sort of straight Avengers movie where it is the old the old team reassembling for one last mission, uh, you know, with with the help of you know Rocket and Captain Marvel and you know Ant Man and Wasp and you know a few other sort of stragglers. So the title, Avengers reassemble. <laughs> that's possible i mean uh one, yeah i mean when, when i when i heard suggested from the comics which i thought uh they might, sounded like one they might was it avengers forever uh but then but that's associated with a very different uh storyline in the comics and of course you've got the possible uh, connotations with batman forever you know so so what's yeah. what's the storyline for Avengers Forever? I don't know that one. That is a time traveling storyline. Right. Uh where where the, where they're sort of traveling through time uh to sort of basically battle a villain called Kang the Conqueror who is yeah, basically time traveling and rewriting history in in, in order to be able to uh, conquer the universe. Hmm. Okay. So mm. Yeah, so uh, you know there is the possibility. I mean, uh, th- again, it's that time stone thing. Uh, we've already seen the uh, you know the you know in one of the sort of more most brutal moments in the film, we saw we saw Thanos after you know it appeared that Scarlet Witch had heartbreakingly sort of killed Vision in order to sort of shatter the that the final stone. He just reversed time and then then <laughs> then like ripped it out of his head in in this horrible kind of like mm. like oh i've got a, i've got an old i've got a manual tin opener and i'm just going <laughs> to sort of hike it out my moment yeah he had his own personal um, jogger control didn't he in that gauntlet <laughs> oh yes yeah but uh yeah so yeah there there is that and there's you know that th- there have been sort of various sort of things about you know what's been filmed for the uh, that have sort of leaked out where you're like okay or, or things that people have said if, if which i won't mention here in case people are sort of avoiding any sort of spoilers mm. which but yeah i mean time travel is a possibility but i believe the russo brothers had sort of have subsequently sort of poo-pooed that idea but but then maybe but are they lying it's that thing of you, you don't know you don't know what to trust what people say. Yeah. Uh, likewise, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, said a couple of things about her character, Pepper Potts, and whether that's just her misspeaking or or speaking out of turn and revealing something, you know, we don't know, but yeah. I, I, well, I, I doubt she's going to play much of a part. I mean, she just, she was just a cameo in this film. But we yeah. like having her. 
We like yeah, but, having her in but, there. But uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow, she may have some product placement, though, um, <laughs> to tie in uh, to the next one. So I'm sure she'll be in for a bit longer if she could just um, sell off, so, I don't know, some Georgia Berry and quinoa um, shampoo or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and, and I mean, obviously, we, we've talked a, a lot about the, you know, sort of the recurring characters and stuff in this. But, um, you, you, you know, we, we had a few... Even even in this overpacked film, we had a few new characters. In so much as we had, you know, Peter Dinklage turn up as a uh, a giant, which I kind of like the irony. And yeah. um, but uh, you, you know, again, as, as with most of the actors in this, um, you know, actors that ha- that are lucky enough to have multiple franchises. Um, when you think that this guy also appeared in. Um, uh, you, you, you know the the, the X Men franchise yeah. as well, X-Men but Days um, of Future Past, yeah, exactly. So it was cool to see him. That film is the reason why I don't think they're going to do time travel because you know we already seen. Okay, it's not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Marvel characters do a time travel story, and I don't know if they want to go so much down that path. Because as I say, we have seen that. We've seen that story already. We've seen it done really well with the X Men. Uh, I don't think they want to follow follow down that path again. Yeah, yeah so know. many questions, guys. So many questions. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, just just to throw my uh, two pennies within, I have no theories. <laughs> okay. <Shh>. <laughs> <laughs> You've read all the comics, though. <laughs> Noticed, actually, um, that um, after Clive's saying about Avengers Forever, it was written by one of my favouritest of all time writers, Kurt Busiek. So I am so getting my hands on Avengers Forever uh, to <laughs> to read that. If you don't know, Kurt Busiek's just yeah, a master of, of, of comic writing. And, and I thought up until now, nothing to do with um, Avengers. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I can lay I can lay you that one uh, there, Graham. Uh, it's a good one. I'd I'd recommend it. Cheers, mate. I mean, also I think um, there's some some other things I'm interested in seeing in in the next film as well that uh, they've kind of set up in this. Uh, one is uh, will Bruce Banner get his Hulk on again? <laughs> will he get his Hulk Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> because that that is one of the it's it's interesting because. Um, Again, via the internet, that was one of the questions that you know people were asking: what what would happen in a fight between the Hulk and Thanos? And they just throw that in right at the beginning, and you just see Hulk get his ass kicked. And from that point on, the Hulk is like, "No, I don't want to cut. I don't want anything to be involved in any of this and stuff." To the point where Bruce Banner actually has to um, drive the Hulk Buster just so he can be in the fight. Uh, and then, of course, also, the other thing I just want to say quickly is um, what's going to happen when uh, Iron Man meets Captain America? Because we still got the falling out from yes. Civil War. Yes, indeed. I think uh, not a theory, but it has to happen, is um, the film will have to deal with the aftermath of this ending. So how is that going to be handling, handled in an entertaining way, because you think it actually has to be handled in a in a serious way, especially with those guys that are left. So yeah, how, how is it? Um, how is that going to be handled? And them two getting together, 
you know, is it going to be bygones? Uh, bygones be bygones. Or, um, yeah, yeah, is one of them just not, not going to be able to deal with it? Or like um, you know, with Tony Stark actually being absolutely gutted and his heart wrenched out, as it were, uh, after what he saw. And you know, Steve Rogers could actually be the man, or they both could be just blubbering messes, and uh, we could have yeah, a uh, bit of a. A bit of a Steve Martin John Candy moment where you know the, 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 there's all there's lots of hugs and and tears potentially. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would hazard the guess and say that they probably will put it aside for the greater good because you know they they've got Stay bigger noble. fish to fry. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I was hoping to see in it was. Um, uh, you know, we we had Stephen Strange and and Tony Stark sort of together in most scenes. I was really gonna hope hoping they were gonna have a beard off with each other, or there was gonna be some there was gonna be some joke made about the similarity in their facial hair. <laughs> oh, okay. Instead, instead we got it between Thor and um, Steve Rogers, didn't we? Where he says, oh, "I see yeah. through the beard," <laughs> <laughs> which was which was great, but uh, yeah. It was kind of uh, I was like, damn! I, I wanted a reference to their um, their facial hair, but they didn't they didn't go there. <laughs> but, but to be fair, yeah, as well, Steve Rogers does actually have uh, a few more laughs in this one. Thinking about it, uh, with um, the um, "I am Groot, I am Steve Rogers" moment, mm, um, yes. this was, there was that as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a bit more humour from characters who, who don't normally uh, have the uh, have the humour there as well. Oh, you say that? I mean, okay. Apart, I know inside his own films, he's uh, they're usually taken quite seriously. But in the Avengers films, uh, Captain America has quite a few great laughs and lines. I mean, the the bit when he gets the flying monkeys reference was always great in the first Avengers. No, absolutely. Um, there was there was some good stuff. In fact, one of the things I mean, I noticed, uh, you know, the likes of a lot of the other directors uh you know particularly james gunn um gets a you know producer credit and whatever on this and uh you know that's that's one of the things they i thought the humor in this film was done so well i mean that the whole stuff with the guardians and thor (laughs) was absolute (laughs) comedy gold i mean i didn't stop laughing for like 10 minutes in that whole sequence it was just uh you know, there was there was there was just you know the 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 angel pirate and <laughs> and the and the and the competing with you know the 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 two Chris's you know the Hemsworth and Pratt uh you, you know competing off against each other and all that stuff. I just thought that was so nicely done. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Peter Quill is the one who gets ribbed the most throughout. The the Star Lord really does get hit from all sides there although um, <laughs> my favorite quote at, um from that and i haven't started using it in um in polite company just yet uh, but it came from oh gosh i forget her name now um the new character of the Gal- guardians of the galaxy mentis thank you good god uh yeah a bit of a senior moment there apologies yeah it was the um kick names and take ass Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, got the, I got the I got the biggest laugh, um, uh, but it was also the fact that um, yeah, it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. as in Tony Stark's a reaction to it as well. The very yeah. long 
pause and look <laughs> to, um, if you want to talk about moments that that that, that was uh, one of the faves there but yeah but the humor yeah lots lots of laughter in fact you know you missed a lot of the dialogue that went um, after that as well and I do now know because I looked it up Keith that um, last weekend when you were going on about um, uh, Thor knowing uh, Groot uh, language and it was an invective. Oh, the elective, yeah, elective, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, elective and that the fact that it's I didn't know what elective actually meant. Uh, oh, right, it, right. It is uh, yeah, an optional subject uh, yes. in your studies. So yeah. then I just. I, I just then um, went off and giggled to myself that um, the well-educated uh, on um, Asgard who who do take it <laughs> are literally in a classroom together, um, just saying, "I am Groot." I'm Groot. Exactly. <laughs> I I, th- I think I, I obviously I obviously picked up on that one because uh, you know having having you know been studied in the in the US um, yeah I was familiar with the term because we did have to take electives so uh, mm. but yeah that that really did make me chuckle when he when he said you know you you know Groot oh yeah I took it as an elective on this card I thought that was that was that was very amusing and and the whole Groot thing was hilarious I mean the fact that he spent the whole uh, film playing that video game <laughs> it was was fantastic. He was Groot the teenager. You yes, know. yeah, brilliant. Um, I <laughs> one of the lines that I made me laugh um, in that exchange between Tony Stark and uh, Star Lord was um, you know when they went on about Kevin Bacon being like the greatest person <laughs> alive, and it was just you know because he asked, is he still the greatest person? And I had to laugh because. Uh, in the adverts before the film, we got an EE advert, which for, for those <laughs> outside of England is Kevin Bacon trying to sell mobile phones. So <laughs> uh, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love they got the Footloose reference in yes. there with Peter Parker yeah. and everything. That was that was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it, yeah, it it was so well done, and mm. um, it was funny because because when I when I went to see it the first time. Um, I saw for the first time the one of the trailers they had on before was for um, uh, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, uh, another oh, yeah. film I'm looking forward to. But it was funny, one of those things, and, and, I, and I say this with the utmost respect, as, as a guy who himself um, has very much fluctuating weight, uh, you, you know, through my life. Um, but, uh, I, I couldn't help but sort of think when I saw that, I thought to myself, Oh, um, you know, Chris Pratt, I mean, yeah, you know, he's still a specimen and whatever, but he's, he's, he's put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I noticed when I was sort of re watching the, uh, the trailer and I thought oh you know is that and and the fact that that then is like a joke in in the uh the, a joke in, in Infinity War oh, I thought right. was absolutely brilliant I was like oh I love it you know because <laughs> he sort of says oh um you, you know when he when when they meet Thor and they go oh actually yeah you, you know you're one sandwich away from fat and you have put on a little <laughs> weight and you can't eat dumbbells and all this sort of stuff so I thought to myself that you know that's so good that they kind of mm. uh they kind of played on that a little bit as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'd be buff for the next one again, you know. <laughs> but Keith, don't, don't you, uh, do you know that, that Chris Platt is method? Absolutely. Sorry, can I ask uh, the trailer you saw, did it have the uh, introduction with Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? The what, sorry? Did it have an introduction? Did it have a piece to camera? Oh, no, no, not the one I saw. You no. lucky bastard. That is the most 
cringeworthy thing I've seen in an Odeon cinema. Well, the one where she, one where she does the impression. Yes. Mm. Oh. Oh, I've not seen this. Uh, I was going to say, for, it sounds like I'm quite lucky that I haven't seen it from the yes. reaction you guys yeah. are given. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it. We get the uh, obligatory, you know. Oh, see films on the big screen, and then they come back to introduce the uh, the film, uh, the intro introduce the uh, trailer and it, it is really uh, yeah it's like didn't need, you, you don't need that at all but uh, there it is so uh, just I guess avoid what watching this film at an Odeon because it seems to be an Odeon special oh okay they're, they're worried I guess about people not going to the cinema are they and uh, you know getting the film by other means is that, is that the I have nothing against the you know uh you should watch films at the cinema trailers that you get you know it supports the british film industry supports the hollywood machine i have no problems with that at all it's it was just this you know extra bit at the the front of the trailer you know they're introducing the trailer you know i'm sure it i'm sure it's online i'm sure there's there's a version of the trailer where you get this extra bit at the beginning where you have the two of them going oh and here's the exclusive trailer for you know jurassic world lost the fallen kingdom uh but they, they just do this sort of really silly comedy thing and it's it just falls flat for me oh okay cringeworthy huh yeah very hmm Oh, well, going back to uh, Avengers, though. <laughs> uh, so, okay, here's a question for everybody. Uh, what is What has been, so far, your favourite uh, Marvel film and your least favourite? Of the MCU, yeah? Yes, yeah. Okay, guests first. Clive, you, you, you may go again. I'm holding the door open for you. <laughs> oh, I, I, look at all this butt passing going on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my my uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Heaven is uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, it's under some, there's a lot, there are some films that are sort of that are threatening to edge it out but it but it's just sort of hanging on in there at the moment is my favorite uh least favorite hmm there are there is there's there's a few i'm going to say iron man 2 okay bloody hell are we, are we... <laughs> well, if it's, it's the same pick it's the same pick it doesn't have to be different oh, it, it's, not, it's not like our director rules then simon where we can't pick the same films right no no i mean i mean otherwise i would have asked this question off air like you know when we wanted to do this so that people can think about it. this is just off the cuff yeah graham gardens of the galaxy as my, my heaven mm-hmm Easy peasy, yeah. Um, I would have gone um, Captain America, Winter Soldier. In fact, I did. I think I remember last time we chatted uh, off air. Um, but then, no, ultimately, Guardians of the Galaxy has everything for me, including uh, the laughs as well. So uh, there, there's that one. And um, the hell is Iron Man two. And I was thinking about this on the way home tonight. So again, what is my what is my hell there, and why is my hell um, two? And it's like. 
oh yeah, I can't remember much of it. So, if, <laughs> and not just because of my uh, my age and my doddriness. I think it literally is to do it. It wasn't that memorable. And if I when I do try and remember back to it, I do remember the plot holes and all the rest of it. So yeah, there you go. Heaven, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hell, Iron Man Two. Keith. Well, I mean, God, this is just going to sound like the repetition show because I have to say, for me, they are the same. It's it's um, heaven is is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, anyone who knows my taste in films would, you know, know why. And um, hell is is Iron Man too because that 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 one seems um, most of the mess. Uh, if I was if we're gonna if we're gonna subcategorize it even more and say Avengers movies, then then the first Avengers I thought was absolutely marvelous and um, uh, Age of Ultron, you know, not 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 so marvelous, but uh, yeah, and and also for me, and this is controversial, but my in my top three. Top five. Well, let's say top five. Uh, top five because there's there's been more movies since. But um, I would put probably the most wrecked on um film within the MCU, and that would be the Incredible Hulk, which obviously has been totally wrecked on by actor by you know the the the, the way the Hulk changes and and everything. But um, I really enjoyed that film as well. Hmm. What are you talking yeah. about? General Ross is 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 in this one. <laughs> That's true. He is absolutely. Yeah. And so and Tony Stark's in the Incredible Hulk. He makes an he appearance. Is. Yeah, he is. But obviously, you know, a lot of it's been. Yeah, yeah. Changed, I know they changed yeah. the actor and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was the second film in the MCU. To be fair, so it was it was way back now. But um, yeah, I I, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, but uh, the quality wise, I would say on the whole, they've. They've, they've been pretty good across the board, really. What about you, Simon? What are your picks? Well, um, my pick for heaven is actually Avengers Infinity War, I think. Oh, wow. For me, okay. that's... that's it, Because it's, it's it, it hit me so hard, to tell the truth. I mean, all the other films so far, they've been great. They've been fun. They've been, um, you know, they've been really enjoyable. But this one is... This one has had such an emotional punch that the other films not really had. I mean, I, I really enjoy um, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Those two films work very well together. They complement each other very well. But the uh, the the overall impact of them is, hasn't been the same as this one has. Mm. Um, my Hell, uh, just to be a little bit different, is actually for The Dark World. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a bit shit. Yeah, no, yeah. Just yeah. a wee little bit shit. I mean, as as yeah. much as you guys didn't like Iron Man too, it's still yeah. a lot of fun. It's no, a I mess, agree. But it's a lot of fun, and I think, you know, you know, it's also the introduction of uh, Black Widow. So. Um, yeah. we, no, we, I, I want to change my yeah. hell vote now to that. I'd forgot. <laughs> but this way, that one's so bad that I'd forgotten about it. So there you go. That's definitely movie hell, isn't it? Yeah. No, that that's that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and that was trying to tie in with the bloody agents of Shield as well, wasn't it? Which didn't really sort of work either. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. I think the the first season of Agents of Shield started off badly, but then when uh, they incorporated it with Winter Soldier, I thought it got very interesting. 
Unfortunately, I only saw, I think I saw oh. the first two seasons, so I'm a couple of seasons behind. Oh, right. No, no, no. But that was that's what happened in the first season when, uh, you know, when they, sorry, spoilers, uh, <laughs> find out that um, the... Um, Oh shit! I'm I'm having a senior moment. What's, Hydra, what, Hydra, thank you. Had yeah. infiltrated Shield, mm-hmm. and you know, and there were consequences for the TV show, which I think up to the point up to this point you hadn't really seen a crossover like that. So I I thought that was really well done, and the storyline after that was handled really well up to the end of the season the end of season one but yeah season two wasn't a i i sort of i dropped out after it and I, i've not seen any other stuff i mean i think at the at the moment like the latest season they're in the future so that's a bit weird you know but i i do know that uh agents of shield <clears throat> has nothing to do with the marvel cinematic universe now so they can do whatever oh, they really? want really yeah that's oh okay from from what I heard, yes. Oh right. I, I, the, the last I knew, they were bringing Ghost Rider into it. But as I said, I kind of lost the plot with it a long time back, and and I thought, oh, I'm going to stick with the movies and can't be asked with the, um, well, the network series. Obviously, I've been watching the uh, or most of the Netflix stuff, but um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a big old universe, isn't it? Jesus. But no, um, Thor, Thor: The Dark World is yeah is very um unmemorable uh so that's probably a better choice in some ways yeah and 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 absolutely uh, civil war is a great movie as well i love that it's 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 hard to pick they're they're, they're you yeah know, i mean i series i must admit the the four films the first one was all right um this as we say the second one it was not that great but then the third one was really good I was really surprised how good that was, and not just from the fact that how funny it was, but uh, you know how the the, the storyline and everything, and the uh, the stakes and everything worked really well, and just you know how they um, set something up at the beginning that pays off at the end, when at the beginning it seems to be like just like a throwaway scene. Yeah. So yeah, I you know really really enjoyed that one. So. And of course, sets up uh, the beginning of uh, Infinity War. It does indeed. Clive and Graham, any any other uh, any other things you want to add or other thoughts? Uh, yeah, just just, just um, a potential quick one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I did cotton onto the um, again. We, we're going towards the end, and uh, uh, the fact that Thanos does win in this one. But um, I saw the question online is. Um, Who's most to blame uh, on the goodies side? So um, theories out there, was it actually Stephen Strange? Was it actually Peter Quill for uh, letting his heart take over when they're trying to rest, wrestle the um, the gauntlet off Thanos' uh, arm? Then uh, I only read uh, this week that the Russo brothers have actually put it down to Thor for actually going for the body blow, not, not, not the head, which Thanos actually mentions too. Uh, Thor then, because Thor wanted to tell Thanos he had his revenge. And I thought, oh, what an interesting concept. They actually, the Russo brothers, 
I completely disagree with the rest of the um, internet universe, etc. So um, yeah, just uh, just uh, wanted to throw that one out there. That um, mm. you know who who was really uh, most to blame? Well, unless it was Thanos himself for just having a good plan and and just going going <laughs> getting through it regardless of the uh, regardless of the obstacles. And as as a, as a project manager uh, by by vocation myself, <laughs> um, hats off to Thanos for getting getting the job done. <laughs> I wonder if he had a spreadsheet, Graham. Oh, don't rub it in. I've got a little bit of a spreadsheet here, and, and obviously, I feel like I'm completely at a failure uh, for not actually coming to a uh, podcast of yours um, without a completed spreadsheet. But um, I'm sure that's why Thanos really did. What you don't see is him inside his gauntlet, he's actually got a screen there with his spreadsheet going, right. If I get the soul one, then I'm going to need the... And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be like that. He's going to be talking like that to himself in his head. And he's going to go through every 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 um, tab and every line. He's going to be using conditional formatting, of course, and all his functions to go through and understand all the 40 million um, ways to, to win. And obviously, um, he may not, though, have had the one way to actually win that Stephen Strange did see. Mm. Auto wraparound. Absolutely, <laughs> Clive. Uh, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, one is we've not really mentioned uh, Thanos's uh, minions or his team, uh, the the Black Order, which got introduced in this film, didn't they? Uh, uh, was it uh, Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Moore, and I'm not. Sure, I don't know if they named. I think the other one that was based on Black Dwarf, but I don't know if they actually named him. No. Um, but uh, I thought they worked quite well, and uh, there's maybe only a couple of them that, that you could like that got really kind of any kind of uh, sort of dialogue. But just in terms of giving our, it, it's almost sort of sets you up right in that. Oh look, actually look, uh, our heroes are winning and and dispatching some of the bad guys, and. You know, it, it, I think in terms of sort of story beats, it works. It works quite well. Um, it, it just in the use of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I then the, the the film works like that overall. I mean, when you get to the end, I think that's one of the reasons why it's shocking because you thought, well, they he's not going to get all the stones. They're going to, you know, he's just going to have to make do with the the five instead of the six, and. Uh, but then, of course, Thanos has one trick left up his sleeve. Indeed, indeed. And of course, um, you, you know, we need to mention as well. I know it's not, uh, I know it's not Hugo Weaving in this film. It's actually uh, an actor from The Walking Dead or whatever. But we get um, uh, the Red Skull back as well, which mm. is um, was kind of a a surprise I, I don't know about you guys i was quite surprised to see i was like oh wow okay obviously you know set up in 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 um the original captain america and uh and, and there he was yeah so he's been hanging around there for all this time that i have to say i i when i first saw that scene i thought it was pierce brosnan doing the voice i thought it was some cgi character and they had pierce brosnan doing the uh, the voice of it oh wow Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, I didn't check the I, credits. I, uh, it, it, um, I don't believe it was, but um, no, I, I think it was. Hold on, I, I, in fact, let me, let me. What whilst whilst you're talking, let me have a look. It just sounded like Pierce Brosnan. It's like, oh wow, they got P- 
Pierce Brosnan doing a cameo uh, with the voice of Pierce Brosnan anyway. But oh, okay. uh, huh. I, also, was the was the collector played by Benicio del Toro? It was really hard to tell if it was him or uh, not. It, it was Benicio yeah, it del was. Toro. I mean, he's, okay. he's appeared as the collector before, hasn't he? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just looked slightly different in this one. Yeah, he's Mr. Franchise, another one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah. There, and, and there is that open question of is the collector dead? Because mm. we don't yeah. sit, you know, the assumption is because Thanos ends up has the stone yeah. and manipulates rea- and can now manipulate reality that he must have got that by going through the collector. But because the collector d- dies off screen, then he could potentially come back if they want him to. Mm. It, w- it definitely was uh, Benicio del Toro and it definitely uh, wasn't Piers Brosnan. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, <laughs> exactly. It's an actor called Ross McQuand who, uh, He's well. He's known for. He's in the. He's one of the characters in the Walking Dead um, series at the moment. But uh, it looks like he's also appeared in Mad Men, um, right. amongst others. But yeah, mm. um, well, that's but, a shame uh, they couldn't get Hugo Weaving back because you know I'm sure he would have been up for it. Apparently, he didn't want to do it. No, oh, really? apparently he, he hates the uh, Captain America: The First Avenger with a passion, and he's been very vocal about it. Oh, right. Mm. Obviously not vocal enough that I've heard about it, but there you go. Well, it's a shame because, I mean, other other than, you know, way back in the in the first year of this, you know, the 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 two obvious actor changes, um, you know, he he's he's the only one uh, apart from those two hasn't, you know, uh, return so but you know they can get away with it quite easy with the, with the red skull can't they because uh, yes yeah y- y- you know it's 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 not drastically obvious um like you know a more human human appearing character um but uh but you know these the the every franchise has it every franchise has its uh its change of cast member and um you know that's just the biz, the movie business, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, like every rose has its thorn. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, so, are you guys looking forward to seeing Bill and Ted free? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I love the original Bill and Ted Adventures, so you know. The, um, yes, and they also came back from the dead. Yes, but uh, no way, <laughs> no way, way, way. Yeah. way. I'm, I'm air guitaring, but by the way, obviously it doesn't work for a non-video podcast. But uh, I'll do it again for you. Ready? Yeah, do it. Sorry, it's yay. Yeah, it's not well, working. I'm, I'm, I'm wedging death while we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, um, no, no, no! It's 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 uh, it, it is it is interesting that all these um, you know, all these franchise films, uh, y- you know, that th- that many of these film star actors are actually you know across multiple franchises. I mean, I was thinking that while I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, they're in Star Wars and they're in Star Trek and they're in another, you know, they're in X-Men and you know, it, it it's incredible really, but uh 
the the, the fortunate few, I guess. But um, no, it it is cool. It is very cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've said this before. It's not what it used to be. I mean, it used to be being in a, a franchise film or series of films was kind of like the kiss of death. You know, uh, no, a lot not of, anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. a lot of actors now. Um, not only are they appearing in franchise, you know, one franchise, but many others, and doing TV and doing other films, and you know, it's part of a burgeoning career and not a hindrance as it used to be and doing their own projects and producing their own stuff and yeah i mean lucky lucky guys but um but you know i mean this you think about it this film i mean is so star-studded that if somebody had said 20 years ago you know regardless of the visual effects capability yeah if somebody had said about this 20 years ago just from the point of view of the amount of star actors involved, you'd have said, oh, you know, it's it's impossible. It's not going to happen. And, um, you, you, you know, hats off to um, to, to, to Marvel because they've done it. And uh, and they've not only done it, but they've done it well, you mm. know. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, this is a really good quality. You know, these films are, are of... I know they've got ridiculously massive budgets, of course, but... They are also a very high quality. And I mean, you know, you sit through, we, we all now sit through the, the ridiculous amount of end credits just to get to the post-credit scenes. And, um, you know, you saw this one in literally ILM, Weta, Frame Store, every boutique size um, visual effects company, as well as major visual effects company that's out there worked on this. Um, you know, it's incredible, really, the amount of... Uh, you know, work that goes into all of this stuff. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's it's no wonder it costs what it does. <laughs> well, I have one last question for everybody. And um, so once, once we get to the next Infinity War and it's over, do you think that is, do you, f it's really, what I want to ask is what do you think is going to happen do you think the quality of the films are going to go down do you think that because everything's been leading up to you know infinity war that they can't sort of carry on that kind of trajectory that they've had um you know after these films are are we going to experience superhero fatigue hmm. um it is a good question Yes, superhero fatigue. You could potentially, but it depends on where if they make them a bit more kid friendly. Because obviously, we have the, the new generation coming up now, um, more you know, a lot of these movies that are coming out are twelve, A and fifteen. So therefore, a lot of the kids and the youngins um, can't really access them, or um, you know, the, the concepts are, are, are too. Or, um, too mature or for them or too violent anyway so potentially they could go that way and actually make them a bit more kid friendly and then you've got you know, a wider audience but as far as quality well we've already discussed them you know, there are a couple of hells um, in this so you know the quality hasn't always been there granted it's, they've all uh, mixed together nicely um, but yeah I, I generally hope they can because you know the the, the remainder you do have Spider-Man stories you do have possibly uh, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy story there and Captain Marvel so you've got other characters that you can explore and do in a quality way so I can't see if um, 
the producers are involved and even if they do start to bring in uh, the likes of Fantastic Four and um, X-Men in two that, that they can't actually you know um, you know dig, dig deeper and get into the, the well of characters there um, so I can't see that Marvel would actually um, drop in quality but I think yes yeah, so it's a good point there Simon good question on whether audiences and the current audience above uh, you know 12 and 15 years old uh, well at least um, physically as we are maybe not mentally uh, we whether we would get fatigued now uh, myself and Clive at least have been reading the comics and still read the comics and I'm not fatigued that way granted I've gone off and read other non-Marvel comics, but we're not. So, yeah, maybe the audience is there, maybe cracking open new markets like um, and getting stuck into China um, could help them as well. So, therefore, um, the fatigue really, you know, if it sets in maybe in the States, it, it doesn't actually uh, matter so much because you've got other people around the planet accessing it and maybe even going on to make their own. So... Uh, I hope I don't get fatigued. I don't think I will. I think I'll just forget loads of them anyway and yeah. um, forget what's happening and go, yeah. ooh, that's new. Uh, th- th- there's a new um, set of uh, stories to tell. And then go back to the ones, that you know, the original ones like uh, Iron Man and go, oh, I don't remember this. Uh, th- this looks good. Uh, and, and start all over again. Yeah, no, I mean, I do think I do think that question, Simon, is a very valid one. Um you know, when you look at the the, the, the film business in general, um, you know, personally, I, I'm I'm not tired of or fatigued of these in any way, shape, or form. Uh, quite the opposite. I actually look forward to these event movies um, like this, and 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 you know, thus far they've delivered. Um, I think it's fair to, to to point out as as you know, one of the hosts here of of of, of this podcast is, you know watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of content. And, uh, you know, there are some absolutely wonderful smaller movies um, coming out and being produced and coming out every week uh, that we don't even mention, okay? But uh, obviously, you know, this being such the event movie that it is, um, you know, hence why we're doing a podcast on it. But, uh you, you know, yeah, in terms of, you know, we enjoy, we all on this podcast enjoy sci-fi and, and superhero stuff. And, um, you, you know, these guys are doing it as well as anyone um, at the moment. And, uh, yeah, uh, who, who knows? It might get to a point where, you know, enough is enough and we've had too much. But, um, you know, after a decade, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling that at the moment. What about you, Clive? I, I, I kind of have two thoughts on this. One is that I think Marvel it, it, it potentially could lose their crown. I think that the end of the sort of, of this phase feels like a sort of like a turning point. Like, you know, they, they will have moved on from a certain group of characters or right, they've introduced new ones. But it feels like you know that there's that for the first time in a long time they're vulnerable not that doesn't necessarily mean that dc are the ones that could that could go past them um you know the and then there, there is the ongoing question of of the sort of fox 
uh, you know characters what uh, owned characters and what happens to them uh, I mean I'm minded of, of like sort of there was that time where Pixar could do no wrong and then that and then we passed beyond that and and there were a few films which have been not as well received uh, but then at the same time they could still produce you know an inside out um, so it's not like they've gone away Pixar it's just that they're perhaps not like the only game in town anymore so so from the sort of from a Marvel point of view there's that I think from a general sort of superhero movie I think the danger here is the danger that you get in comic book events, right? Where every, when everything goes so big that it's, it's like, uh, you know, how do you, you know, where, how do you go one up from, if you turned everything up to 11, how do you go one up? What's one louder than 11? You know, if, if 11's the loudest, um, it's, you know, once you've erased half the universe, what's the next thing? You know, it's it's the constant sort of blockbuster thing of 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 how do you go one bigger without it's and, and the danger is that things get overstuffed and they lose and it and it no longer it's I mean where Marvel have been very good I think is they've kept it a focused well the better films have been they kept the focus on the characters. So that even when you've had like the giant sort of, you know, you know, earth threatening thing or, you know, the, the sort of, the, the, you know, even if it has ended in a big CGI battle fest, we've still cared about the characters. We still understood the stakes when it gets sort of too big and overblown, then it is just sort of CG things hitting each other. And that's when, if you lose the audience emotionally, even if they're enjoying the quips and stuff, then after a while it starts to feel a bit hollow and stale. So, you know, there are, there are dangers there, but you know, there are also opportunities because there's still lots of comic book material they could, they could mine. Uh, I mean that, you know, they've got, they've got like 80 years of stuff, right? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thoughts on it is that, you know, it is like, what can you do after this? Because it is such a big event in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, anything that comes after this is going to pale in comparison. So, I, I don't know. I mean, as you say, there is there are a lot of other storylines. There's a lot of other villains. But you also do feel that uh, when are these guys going to get a break as well, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, me personally, I think um, it's probably best to... Uh, well, probably best to to quit while you're ahead. And I, I don't mean like quit, quit, but I mean... So we've had this expanded universe and maybe it's now after this time to just focus individually on on characters and not have this sort of weaving thread going through the whole thing because there is there isn't any kind of that kind of storyline that is as epic as this one i feel within the marvel uh universe so it you know they 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 kind of they've gone big um quite early on in 
well not quite early on i mean 10 years is quite a long time but you know in overall in the history of film and you know life the universe etc um it's quite a short amount of time and it, they've done this sort of epic massive uh storyline you know that's it we're going to see the conclusion when it comes out next year and you know that that is going to you know it's either going to be a, a really good a real high or it's that's the thing we we've not seen it we don't know what the the next part is going to be like is it going to live up to what you know the uh the promise at the end of this film or is it just going to be another kill bill part 2 <laughs> yeah 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 no I, I, absolutely i mean yeah so i it, yeah. it's 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 hard to see where they're going to go after this maybe that's why they've they've done ant and wasp have this film come out afterwards instead of there being nothing else which i still feel it feels kind of strange you know that they yeah. have this kind of throwaway story because the certainly the first ant-man film was kind of throwaway you know apart from that sort of connection to um captain american civil war which which actually it worked really well in because because I, I was somewhat you know, somewhat dubious about the whole idea of Ant-Man and stuff, you know, for fitting into it. It's that thing about what Graham was saying about, you know, you suspend your disbelief with these superheroes to a certain point and then, you, you know, does it, cro- does it cross that boundary? And, um, mm. you know, I was pleasantly surprised with that Ant-Man, actually, because I thought it would. And um, uh, and it worked, and and but you, you know the, the the thing with this, the the big thing with this whole Marvel universe, which is so much different to kind of what we grew up with, is just the fact that you know we're treated to this you know two or three times a year now, whereas all these event series movies we used to have to wait two to three, sometimes four years. <laughs> you, you know between each one to get to get the next installment whereas now you know we're just being fed this stuff um constantly so i, I don't know it's that question is is too much of a good thing you know good or bad uh, and 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 i don't really know what the answer to that is um i all i know is i'm, I'm sure if i was a kid i'd be absolutely loving this because i'm loving it as an adult so <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, well, Keith, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. You've asked if it's too much. You know, are we getting too much now? Um, we're now we're now getting like a Bond movie every sort of three or four or even five years, as opposed to every two years. Would you prefer a Bond movie every two years or every one Ooh. year? Well, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. But I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, with all these kind of, um, you know we're in a wonderful time for these um you know franchises whether they're on television or or at the movies you know we are at a wonderful time where we 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 get a lot of this stuff and we get you know good quality stuff coming out um you know my my only thing purely from a filmmaker perspective is I'm loving that these keep coming out, but every time I think, oh my God, I wish I was creatively involved in one of these, you know, rather than just a spectator. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I don't know. I mean, 
I think some. I think sometimes they. I think certainly with the Bond series, which is a whole other conversation. But I think certainly with that, they they do need some breathing space between the films. I think um, y- y- you know, we've seen what happens when they try and rush one out within you know within a year of the the previous one or within a year and a half of the previous one, and um, it, it it didn't really work so well. So um, sometimes having a sort of longer uh, gestation period between the films um can be a good thing but but you know these gu- these guys at marvel have of of you know proved that the the opposite model also works and you know uh, we're getting two or three a year which is seems insane but, three, you know. three a year now isn't yeah, it but yeah and this there's, there's talk uh that they might they might be upping it to four oh which, god which, which which does feel like maybe too much but yeah mm. we'll see well, you know, plus we've yeah. got all the other franchises as well. And, of course, DC are trying to do this as well. And, um, yeah, you know, they're all sort of scrambling. But, I mean, I think the difference here is they invested in the characters and they, they've earned it over the 10-year period uh, and, the, and, the, and the 19 films or whatever. So, um, y- y- you know, it's Simon's movie heaven, for, for heaven's sake. You know, so... Um, and we all liked it no i mean not one of us today has said oh we you know we may have our nitpicks and our questions and our issues but none of us have sat here and said you know what um i was disappointed or the film didn't quite work for me or whatever we've all enjoyed it and so far i've not met anyone who and i've had lots of conversations with my you know geeky filmmaker friends and um you know we've 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 got friends and previous guests that want to come on and discuss this film so we will probably have further podcasts about this you know <laughs> yeah but i, I mean uh, although you know i i really like the film i the only thing i the only thing that sort of nags at me is the thought that if i'd seen if i'd if 12 year old me had seen this, if 11, like 10, 11 year old, 12 me had seen this, having seen all the, all the pre having invested in the characters, it would have broken me. This film, I would have, it were, I, I don't know if I would have hated it or, or thought it was the greatest thing ever, but that ending would have shattered me. What happens to Spider-Man? What happens to Black Panther? I would have, you know, you know, I might, I probably would have been in tears, you know, it would have, mm-hmm. And the only thing I can compare it to is when I watched uh, Transformers the movie. Uh, yes. that's the that's the animated one. Uh, uh, you know, and and you know, spoilers for Transformers the movie. You can skip forward if you like. Uh, but Optimus Prime, a character who I had invested in through through the uh, the series, dies in like like half an hour into the film, and. Even though you know there is "quote unquote" a happy ending, and you watch the rest of it, I remember not really enjoying the rest of it because they killed my favourite character off like in thirty minutes into the film, and I and you know yeah the fact you know the fact that uh, that that we had this uplifting ending and and Hot Rod turns into Rodimus Prime, which is a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know that, that i'm sorry but that didn't really do it for me go know? on let it all out go on yeah, yeah. Uh, but, i mean no, the, but, the, but, the good news is they've only they've got less than a year to to, to be traumatized and wait i mean you, you know i mean this is like the death of spock 
you know, we talk a lot about this on this podcast with the hindsight of, you know, knowing knowing that there was the search for Spock and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, when it came out originally, we didn't know that. And Spock was dead and we didn't find out for another two years, you know. <laughs> That's true. But the it's that thing of I'm not sure that uh, that you know at a certain age i was sophisticated enough to realize that this is like a comic book movie that comic book deaths can be undone you know all i knew that was my favorite character wasn't around anymore do you see what i'm do you see what i'm saying and just hearing reactions in the theater that i was in the first time i saw it you know uh some you know some people were were really kind of like just did not expect that ending at all and i wonder if some of them just won't come back uh i think i think they will i think people will because they want to know what you know what's going to happen i mean that i think that's one of the 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 great things about this ending is that it wants it makes you want to go and see what's going to happen without it being forced on you i get that simon and and i agree i really want to see the next one but what I'm saying is, is that it's like a trust thing, isn't it? It's like, it's like, it's like you trust the you trust the film to deliver a certain thing, mm-hmm. and then if it completely betrays you, then then you know I can totally see the reaction of oh f this movie I'm uh, you know uh, I don't want anything to do with those guys because they, you know they basically promised me one thing and then they pulled the rug out i mean that's really bold that's really bold storytelling and that really marks the film out and that's why we that's why we're talking about it and i'm sure you guys will talk about it further with with, with uh, other folks <laughs> yeah well to, to to coin a controversial phrase at the moment this is not gonna go the way you think <laughs> so you know <laughs> who knows I don't know if they pulled the rug out or if they tricked us because going into this film, I mean, I, I kind of knew that, you know, that Thanos was going to get the the Infinity Gauntlet. He was going to get the stones. I just didn't know. I It wasn't done in a predictable way. Which was, is good. Yeah, this is very good. Yeah. I, I don't think they kind of tricked us. They didn't go, well, you know... There was nothing there to say, oh, well, you know, that the heroes are going to win. I mean, there was a lot of stuff there to say that the possibility was that they weren't going to win. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was really good that, you know, that was that thing where it looked like, you know, as I said, they, they were going to destroy the Sixth Stone, they were going to destroy the Mind Stone before Thanos could get his hands on it. But, you know, just because the power, you know, I think we've not seen a villain like this where he has been such a threat. And, you know, he isn't, he, he isn't just doing it because he wants to be all powerful. And he has an ideology that, you know, in his mind seems to be right. Even though to everybody else it's it's monstrous, and you know, he 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 wins just not by just you know pure force, but by actually being a total threat that he 
you know, he sees straight away a way of of getting what he wants. And it's he was the he is the unstoppable threat. So it is, you know. I think they delivered on that. I don't think they pulled the rug at all. I think if if they had defeated Thanos at the end of this film, then you'd been gone like, oh, okay, that's not what I was expecting at all. I think what was heartbreaking that we actually saw the results of him winning. I think that's the thing. That's the thing that hits you. I don't think that they pulled the rug. That you know, or they were like, well, you know, well, we you look like you they were going to win. But the fact that you actually saw the consequences of them failing, I think, is what, you know, is the, the, the powerful thing of this film. I'd also like to see his spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> In- uh, infinity spreadsheet. Mm. Yes. Goes on and on and on and on. Yes. Is there an end to the spre- a spreadsheet? That's the question. Is that does it have a limit? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um, um in the it's um, just over a million, so a million, a million, a million, million cells. cells. Wow. wow. Yeah, well, yeah, well, a million cells. No, that's just um, <laughs> rows there. Columns just go to um, XFD. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, one million uh, 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 forty-eight thousand five hundred seventy-six rows. Wow. Graham, is it true? Is it true though that in only one of them we win? Hey, <laughs> just working nice. on it. Just working on it, Clyde. <laughs> nice. And uh, just, yeah. to, just to take a point from earlier, um, while we've been chatting, I've actually drawn two two pictures. One with with uh, Thanos with a uh, with a twirly moustache. <laughs> Uh, I've had to put hair on there because it didn't didn't suit with the bald head. So I've put a hair with a side parting as well. Uh, and I've put one then of Thanos there and it looks as if I accidentally put a little bit of a smile on him. So actually, Thanos with, with a twiddly moustache does look more evil. I think he, he would actually lose in this one. But the Thanos, the, the slightly smiling one, uh, the good looking one, uh, would, as it were, uh, would actually win here. So if you, if you want me to take a photo of um, these absolutely wretched um, <laughs> poor pictures uh, then I'm happy to do so and, and you, you can share it out then lads okay good. <laughs> yes with his with his ball sack of a chin ball sack of a chin <laughs> yes, yes I, I, I could actually um, change it a little bit to make it a bit more ball sack esque <laughs> uh, uh, and we're all looking forward to Deadpool right yes <laughs> yeah. yes yes Deadpool too from the studio that killed Wolverine. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh. <laughs> well, I like all good spreadsheets. Uh, we have to come to an end, and I think this is a good place to end it. Yes. Uh, there will be more MCU discussions. discussions. Oh, sure. certainly, yes, certainly. But um, so, as always, we shall end it in our customary manner and ask our guests, where can we find you on social media? Uh, Graham? Well, you can find me and my partner in crime, David Madison, and we're on oaktreefilms.com. That's our website. And on there, it has our past filmography and future projects as well. So you can find us there and... Uh, you can also drop us a line from the on the contact us if you want to as well. I'd be lovely to talk to some people. Clive, <laughs> where can people follow you? 
if people go to uh, Vimeo then they uh, and search for Clive Ashenden, A-S-H-E-N-D-E-N, then they can find a number of my short films. And, uh, yeah, and also if they want to go to the Apocalyptic Conservatory Studios page, they can see other short films in which I do some acting alongside Mr. Isles. So there you go. Ah. And Keith, where can we find your work? Yeah, well, same as above, as Clive mentioned there for uh, <laughs> for some stuff. If you want to see um, work that I've produced and directed, if you go to uh, YouTube and put in British Isles, that's E-Y-L-E-S, as in my last name, um, there are short films there that, uh, that I've made uh, for your viewing pleasure. Um, and likewise, if you want to get in touch, you can do so via the podcast. And as always, you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. And please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It all helps. So that just leaves me now to thank our guests for coming on. So thank you, guys. Yeah, more than welcome. It's been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you, the listener, join us again for another episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.